Hey everyone, it's time for the Image Doctors Photography Podcast. I'm Jason O'Dell. And I'm Rick Walker. I spoke faster today, Rick. <laughs> you did. And and an exciting thing today is we'll find out today why I was teasing you the last Oh week. yeah. That's true. Well, you know, you gotta always have teasers, right? There's there's always yeah. you gotta save up something for you know to be continued. I used to hate those when I was a kid. I would watch Battlestar Galactica and it would just be the first and then it would say to be continued. You had to wait an entire week to find out if, you know, whatever oh, happened. The trauma. It was awful back in the day. <laughs> you know, they didn't you couldn't just binge watch stuff. You had to actually wait yeah. for it. So, but hey, I'm getting all caught up on my shows. So it's all good. Um, yeah, you're coming across like an old timey grandpa right now. <laughs> I was a young <laughs> Anyway, I, I watched okay. the I got caught up on Ted Lasso. So I'm good. You know, it's all it's all fine. Um, I still I'm, need to watch the third season. It's it's been good. I, I've enjoyed it, but that's not what this podcast is about. We're here to talk about <laughs> we're straying. <laughs> we're talking about <laughs> photography and and all things um, photographic, right, or something like that. Um, good reminder. Yep. So um, there's so today we're going to talk about um, one of my favorite Iron Maiden songs called revelations <laughs> no we're not <laughs> no, but we're going to talk about revelations and other stuff um various uh uh things as a byproduct of of going down to why you were bad this last week i was bad um and people following on our facebook page kind of know what's what's coming because they've been sure. sending emails about it um and that's good. I mean, someone out there is watching our Facebook page, mm -hmm. but uh, we realize that Facebook isn't for everyone, right? Um, it's yeah. sort of limited. Uh, so we decided uh, we've been we're working on a project to uh, to um, enhance our show because we do realize that this is an audio podcast and photography is a visual medium. It's sometimes difficult to to share. Uh, you know, products or photos or whatever. And we wanted a place to be able to do that, that we could have some control over. So we um, we're working on a, on a website, right, Rick? Mm -hmm. um, it'll be, um, uh, we'll have a website with bonus content, blog material, articles, how to, and more importantly, also we'll be able to share photos and videos, um, including bonus content that maybe we didn't have time to get to in the show. Or just a little bit of retro, maybe sometimes something comes up a little different and we want to just kind of mm -hmm. have a few minutes extra to talk about it in a visual sense. So we'll do this in the in a video format. So I know that um, our faces are more aligned with radio, <laughs> but we're going to we're going to do this. So this is going to be something we'll have for uh, specifically for for people who choose to support the show. And uh, we'll have more on this uh, next week. We hope to have it ready for you uh, next week and get everything online right now. We're, we're not quite there yet, but it's coming. And we hope that um, it provides a real nice companion to our weekly podcast. And um, We think it will. I, I hope so. We've been working pretty hard on yep. it. So, so that, that should yep. be fun. Um, so that's one thing. So keep, keep uh, your eyes open for that. And then, um, what else are we going to do talk about today? Well, well, really, I, just I the one just, thing, right? Just the one thing. The one so thing. So fess up. I bought an Olympus system, and yep. just said, you know what, I'm going to get this kit. Um, and people thought I immediately uh, freaked out and thought I was getting rid of my Nikon system 
I'm not. <laughs> there was it was never the intention to do that. Um and it's not uh um it, it's just something I've been looking at for a long time because it aligns with the majority of my business as a photography tour and workshop leader, which is travel, wildlife, um, and and some other things. But um it it really comes down to to size, and we can talk about that. Um, and feature set, um, last weight. size, weight, and 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 feature yeah. set, and and um, because Olympus has been making very good cameras for a long time. In fact, you know, part of this part part of the the uh, you know self rationalization of a purchase. You know, you have to convince yourself. But you know, I I do of course have my grandma, my late grandmother's OM4, you know, and she had Olympus stuff, and so mm -hmm. it's kind of nice to have keep that in the family, so to speak. Um, and I've been recommending Olympus kits to a lot of people. My parents both have Olympus mm -hmm. cameras now, um, and I think it was last summer or fall. Um, I was telling my dad, I said, you know, you have this Nikon D500, which is old. It's big and heavy. You have these, you know, which was very specialized for him. It was, that was what you shot wildlife with, you know, it was faster frame frame rate. But what did I see him carrying around? He was always picking up his Olympus camera, unless it was that very specific thing. Why? It's small, it's light, it's mirrorless, it's easy to use, you know, all, all of these things. Um, and so uh, when they brought out, I guess it's been about a year now, the OM-1, which a little is, over a year. Little, yeah, a little over a year. That camera has pretty much a feature set on paper that's very similar to what the other flagship cameras have in them. It's been mirrorless. Mm -hmm. Animal, bird, vehicle, subject detection, eye detection, all of those things. And then like you, because we talked about it when it was released, because I think you went out and got one. I, I got one when it first came out, which... I can't remember if it was like March of last year, something like that. But your comment was they did a lot of good things. And since then, they've updated the oh, firmware yeah. a few times and made things better. Mm -hmm. um, but the EVF quality is outstanding compared to some of the previous Olympus um, mirrorless cameras. And, it, and it's just flat, excellent overall. Right. It has what's called the stacked sensor, meaning the readout is a lot faster. So you can shoot... Mm -hmm. Um, 25 frames a second or you know more easily in raw. I've pretty much just used the electronic shutter mm -hmm. since I first so, got so it. So I've only had the camera Rarely for a few used days. the mechanical one. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, but there there's some features. You know, there, there's kind of two things that that I've liked. Um, and form factor is one, and we can talk about that. And then the other thing is Olympus is a company that seems to have embraced um, their sensor format in terms of their product line. And they've also embraced computational photography, which you've talked about before, but it's, it's, it's a real thing. So. And by the way, we know that it's actually OM system. Oh, whatever. Now, right. But, yeah. But true. we're going to probably say Olympus a lot of the right. time. So our, our apologies, but we're not on, OM's payroll. <laughs> so 
Although, so we don't care. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, but but I mean, let's start with, and I want to talk a little pros and cons too, because you know, there's there's things. So we'll start with the fact that this is a micro four thirds sensor camera. And for those of you who are not up to date with all your sensor formats, it is uh, not so four thirds means it's four to three aspect ratio. That's one. And it's small, it's micro, it's, it actually offers effectively a 2x crop from 35 millimeter format. Mm -hmm. So any lens for the OM system or Panasonic, what are the four thirds, micro four thirds, you're going to have an effective focal length, or we should say angle of view, that is twice what is written on the barrel of the, on the lens. So a 12 millimeter lens is similar to a 24 millimeter lens if you were in full frame land pretty easy to do that math it's harder to multiply by 1.5 with APS-C so so there is that um, and the sensor is 20 megapixels so right off the bat you can ask yourself you know so what are you giving up you know you're you're giving up you're, you're gaining angle of view <laughs> you know you're gaining reach with yeah. telephoto lenses um, but you don't have a 50 megapixel sensor either Right. And you can debate whether or not that that's important, depending on how you want to use it. And I think the key thing is how do you choose to use your camera? What are you doing with it? And what what is it? What is important to you? And I think if you travel a lot, um, size starts to become a, a real important thing, and weight becomes a real important thing. Mm -hmm. uh, wouldn't you agree? So absolutely. So because it's not just packing the stuff and traveling with it. If you're like me, and I know this is true with you too, when you get to some of these places, you do a lot of walking. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, so you you start to notice every gram or ounce or whatever. Choose your unit of measure. It needs to be. Yeah, it, it, it's true. So, um, you know, it, it is true that that I saw. I have some clients who've been using OM system and you know but one of the things that is so appealing to it is that they're really start i mean the only thing they didn't do with the om1 was eliminate the mechanical shutter entirely it's still there and there are some advantages of that for flash sync stuff and certain things although that's not how i'm using the camera i will probably use it in just straight uh in straight um electronic shutter mode and so you get those benefits like no shutter blackout um add in the subject detection uh, for birds and wildlife and, and other things. And it can become a very competent uh, wildlife camera. So, you know, to put it in perspective, the, the kit I brought to, to, to Panama, which was, you know, specked out comparably in the way I was using it. So um, Z9 body, 100 to 400 lens, teleconverter 1.4, and then shooting in DX crop mode. So I'm getting 19 megapixel images. Sounds similar to 20 megapixel images from an OM1. I think that's a foot stomper right there, if you've heard that term. What? The, the fact that the way you were actually using the Z9 resulted in a yeah. 19 megapixel resolution. Which you can do, which is fine. It's a, it, it's, it's a feature that, oh, I, yeah, that, I, yeah, that yeah. I like. Okay, but so 20 that is more. 20 is more that is true that's one louder um in indeed 
Um, it's not enough to matter. On that kit weighed almost seven pounds that I had to carry around and handhold. Mm-hmm. The OM1 with its 100 to 400 zoom, which is a variable aperture zoom, but it's 6.3, okay? At 400, you're really shooting an angle of view similar to 800. And it weighs three and a half pounds, something like that, Mm -hmm. depending if you put the tripod. There's ways to configure it. But you're looking at about a three and a half, under four pounds total versus just around seven pounds. And I was shooting at F8 wide open, the Olympus, you'd be shooting at f6.3 wide open, you know, no teleconverter necessary. Now, there are differences, okay? There are differences. Um, so that that's in a wildlife case that's nice. And Olympus does make a very expensive and very good telephoto zoom that I don't think I can afford, but it's a equivalent of a, it's a 150 to, 50 to 400. 40. So it's a 300 to 800, but then it has a 1.25 teleconverter built in. So you can get out to a thousand millimeter equivalent, um, but it's also, and it's a fixed 4.5. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful lens. looking lens. It's also backward or whatever. I won't be buying that thing anytime soon or yeah. maybe, maybe not ever, but going back to the travel aspect, you know, or the, the packability aspect, um, a small sensor camera can be useful, but it's only as useful uh, for being small as the ecosystem of lenses around it, you know, the, the, the accessories and the lenses. So that's where things get interesting. Not because really you, know, the, cause you can get the telephoto reach with DX format Nikons. You can do it with Canons in, you know, Sony's there, there's other things that was never a problem. You, you can, you can cherry pick equipment that will, get you close but the problem is it's cherry picked and it's not representative of a whole system it's when you really look at a whole system that it clearly is an advantage and i can tell you having used micro four thirds since 2009 there are clear advantages of it Mm -hmm. with certain kinds of photography just period so i want to go for me right so i want to go back to a conversation that you and i had ages ago and it was when full frame dslrs hadn't come out really yet you know i think if this was before canon came out with their um was it the 5d was the you know or whichever one ds one one ds yeah um yeah. so before that and we were using you know we we're both shooting nikon stuff loved it um, no, no argument there, but you said something to me, you know, cause there was a debate. Do we even need a full frame camera? Um, uh, you know, sensor yield, we, we made all kinds of discussion, you know, on the boards and everything as to whether or not that was a necessary thing, you know, and there's true advantages of larger sensors, the larger sensors, you can put more pixels on them easier and signal to noise ratio can be better. High ISOs can, can be better. Um, and if you want shallow depth of field, that's easier to, a, to achieve um, because the apparent depth of field increases with smaller sensors. So while, you know, so for example, a, 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 an Olympus lens at F4, it lets in the light at F4, but the apparent depth of field is twice that or F8, right? Am I doing that right? right? So you get mm-hmm. greater depth of field. So if you want better subject isolation, you can make a 
huge range of reasons for for wanting full frame but the thing you you said your words were i want my lenses to work as they were intended these were your Mm -hmm. i'm paraphrasing but this is pretty much what you said to me probably 15 or 16 years ago um and why was that rick because you had lenses in your kit that suddenly didn't work right for you not in the way i intended and just a really simple example I had an 85-1.4 that I loved and had been using on my film cameras. Just glorious. And while I could use that on my APS-C Nikon bodies, it suddenly became a 127 equivalent, which was just too long for a lot of things that I mm-hmm. wanted to use that lens for. And the closest thing I could come up with was a 50, which is a 75 equivalent. But that's not the same thing either for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. So it was just, I wanted the native 85, right. 1.4 kind of look, compositions, et cetera. So in other words, and, what you, and lots of other lenses were off a bit too. Right. So, I mean, what you really wanted, um, what would have been, uh, you know, a 56 millimeter prime. Mm-hmm. effectively that was designed for APS-C format and it had an F 1.8 or maybe even one, two aperture, you know, whatever, you know, right. something like that. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, yeah. These exist. Sigma in fact, just, just came out with that in um, mm-hmm. Z mount format, by the way, for APS-C lenses. It never really happened. Did it? The, no. the, the, the DX format lenses, and there were some good ones. But we never really got stuff on the wide end to match what you could do with full frame lenses from from Nikon, and you could say the same thing probably about Canon and some of the other other guys too. Um, and so, you know, where what do you do if you want a smaller and lighter kit? I mean, the the advantage for the DX format for wildlife was unmistakable. You know, that that was a true awesome thing. And I owned a D500 and a D300 before that, and they were fantastic. And I use my Z9 and DX crop all the time, mm-hmm. um, right? So, so that's that's a thing. Um, so then it comes down to what else can you do? Well, if you want a small kit, where do you go? And there's, you know, the first thing is you you could use a smaller sensor body, right? Because that makes a lot of sense. But if you have to put big lenses on your small sensor body, what's the point? Yeah. So when you look across the landscape of who's got smaller format sensor cameras and smaller lenses, Olympus stands out as one, right? Um, mm-hmm. Fuji has some, I think. They're, they're, they have some small. And there's third-party lenses, too, that can work on those cameras yeah. that are fairly small. Fuji has plenty. Yeah. yeah. And I think they're you mentioned... Not- Oh, go ahead. You can just get smaller with micro four, four thirds, period, right. than you Correct. can with the APS-C. Even. Right. It's that same lens physics problem. Yeah. Right. And then I think you mentioned that there's some small lenses available for the Sony in APS-C format as as well, right? Or even. Or even full frame. It just yeah. there aren't. I mean, smaller, but no, not tiny. Not a, some of the Sony ones are pretty damn small, mm-hmm. but. There, it's not an. As soon as you get away from those specific lenses, you can get into some pretty large and heavy lenses. Right. So there's an interesting thing. 
that I saw. It's like, you can always make your system bigger. <laughs> you can always add, yes. like, like if you want to take an, uh, an Olympus camera and you want to use their F28 glass, you know, or whatever, it gets bigger. It does. They have those things out there, but they mm-hmm. also have a core lineup of things that are quite small. So if you watched my, if you were on my Facebook page or on our Facebook page, I shared the link. I did an unboxing video and, you know, I bought three F4 zooms and the, so I bought the 18 to 25, which is like a 16 to 50, the 12 to 45, or sorry, eight to 25, which is a, like a 16 to 50. I bought the 12 to 45, which is a 24 to 90 F4 equivalent. And then the, the 40 to 150, which is a 80 to 300 equivalent. And they're freakishly small for lenses in, the, in, in those ranges. I mean, the, the, the 40 and to, they're very good lenses too. Yeah. They're, they're solid. You know, they, they don't feel cheap. They're not plastic. They're metal. They're, they're metal. They're, you know, everything is, is great. Um, so to put it in con- comparison, the 40, the 40 to 150, I'm holding it right now. I mean, it's, it is about the same size, a little bit, uh, slimmer, but about the same size as the 518 prime for the Z- Nikon Z. Mm-hmm. which is not a small yep. lens, but it's not a bit, you know, it's, it, it's, so it's not just the weight. It's the, it's the uh, dimensions. This 12 to 45 thing is so small that I, I think you sent me a picture. You can put it in a waist belt, you know, just in a sling there and just carry it around. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so, so by the way, all of the stuff that we were just talking about are good examples of what will be nice when we have, the video content set up and other things. Oh, we're absolutely we'll be able gonna, to quickly show that yeah. kind of stuff. Yes. You have right now just to imagine. So we're uh-huh. going to bring you some video soon. Um, so that's, that's cool. So these are F4 and, uh, but what about traveling? You know, it's size, it's weight, but it's also use case. Um, let's say, and this will get into something that is very, very amazing about what, um, Olympus is doing, and that's their stabilization system. So I was just doing some stuff probably to justify my, my silly purchases, but, you know, mm-hmm. talking myself into something, but let's say we walk into a, an, uh, indoors, you know, you're traveling in Europe or something and you go inside a church or wherever, and it's, you know, kind of dim, um, what, mm-hmm. what are you, what are you trying to do? Well, most of the time you're not allowed to use a tripod in those places. Right. So we're going to just throw that option right. out for the most part. Um, so two different lenses you can, usually you're going to shoot wide, which is an advantage because you can, you know, y- you don't need to stop down quite so far to get depth of field. Um, but if I did a side-by-side comparison, you know, um, wh- how would you be shooting handheld? Well, some of that depends on your, stabilization system and uh, my z9 has a very good stabilization system and i can handhold that lens pretty reliably rely and i'm saying reliably so if i hit a shot you know down to a tenth of a second sometimes slower than a tenth of a second just depending and that's stabilized and it sort of depends on focal length but just roll with me here the the olympus system is like seven stops of stabilization I've handheld, mm-hmm. I did a handheld four second exposure, which was acceptably sharp. And I wouldn't normally do that. You've got to brace yourself against something. <laughs> you still got to, you know, you can't be jiggling all over the place. So I did a, a quick comparison between, 
you know, the same, more or less the same framing, same focal lengths. And what I found was that I could handhold the Olympus down to about a half a second. And because of that, I could shoot at ISO 200. And wide open at F4, I had the same apparent depth of field as a camera stopped down to F8 on full frame. So I take my Z9 and I put wide lens and say, okay, I need to shoot at F8 just because I'm going to make it a fair depth of field comparison. I can get down about a tenth of a second. Where am I? I was at ISO 2200. Any, any, you know, so any issues with the noise, and you can clean up the noise, but I mean, it goes away. The things about dynamic range, well, if I'm shooting at ISO 200, I actually had more dynamic range at that ISO than I would have 2000 with the Z9. If, if you believe the stuff that's published out there, these are not reasons to buy something, but these are interesting things to consider <laughs> because mm -hmm. I don't think that I don't think the conventional wisdom was that smaller sensors would be the way to go with the mirrorless cameras. It was something that Olympus and Panasonic kind of embraced when they went with four thirds. What do you, I mean, what do you think in hindsight, right? In hindsight, these cameras all have strengths, but it's an interesting thing when you combine the modern features of the stabilization system, things that didn't exist when we were first talking about um, digital cameras, you know, the ability to have the, you know, seven stops of stabilization, et cetera. I don't know. Yeah. I've, I know we have had this discussion. I can't remember if we've talked about it um, during the podcast. But one of the things I, I kind of think about is if you think about the idea that, for one, the software for noise reduction is getting really, really good. You know, just like we talked about last week and stuff, it is really good. You can clean up about anything and have mm -hmm. good images. So this so is Monday morning quarterbacking. Let's just be clear. Absolutely. We're, we're talking about stuff that did not mirror. exist 10 years ago. So this is a... No. Yeah. No, but, but one of us was smart enough to get in the system early. But anyway, <laughs> well, you know, there's no accounting. No, I, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So at any rate, you've got that kind of thing going on with software tools. At the same time, there are a lot of people who are just not, never mind making large prints. And you can make large prints from micro four thirds. You can make poster sized prints. Um, but a lot of people aren't printing at all. Mm -hmm. All they do is social media posts or email photos to friends. You do not need a bazillion pixels for those kind of images. So you've got that going on. You also have kind of an interesting trend where the people who are using interchangeable lenses, lens cameras are getting a little bit older, mm -hmm. um, like both of us, um, and don't want to always carry big and heavy stuff with them. And, and you start thinking, well, maybe micro four-thirds was the right solution for 95% of people all along. Right. And, right. and I, I think that's possible. I mean, I use a lot of formats. I think there's strengths and weaknesses with all of them. I think they're all great for differing things. But if you were going to be really pragmatic about it, especially with some of the things I mentioned, micro four-thirds really makes a lot of sense well it just does it makes a lot of sense 
in light of the features in the technology, but most importantly, the ecosystem of lenses around that format. Mm -hmm. So let me give you a different thing. I'm not trying to knock anybody here, but I had a ZF, we both had a Nikon ZFC, which we liked. Mm -hmm. It was a fun little camera, small. Mm -hmm. And I think you had a Z, at least had a Z50. Maybe you still have it. I don't know. It's a, it's a I don't, little, I don't okay. have it anymore. But, it, but it's a little camera and it's a great size for traveling. Mm -hmm. um, the only native lenses for it are variable slow zoom, variable apertures, slow zoom lenses. Um, they're not huge. Um, you know, they're okay. But once you go outside of those two kit lenses, for example, and I know they just announced a, a wide angle one too, where do you go from there? So you could say, well, if you wanted a, you know, a, uh, a small lens, like let's say the, the 40 millimeter F2, which is a nice little lens for Nikon. It's a great, great lens. Um, that, that 40 millimeter F2 kind of gives you a 60 millimeter F2 equivalent. But guess what? The ZFC, the Z50, they don't have IBIS. There's no stabilization there. So you'll find yourself shooting them. At, you need to use faster shutter speeds, meaning higher ISOs. And that defeats the purpose of the whole thing. Not entirely, unless you want to shoot wide open all the time. So there, there are no lenses in that ecosystem. And I, I don't think, I don't know about Canon. Yeah, um, Sony maybe has a some. They're definitely seeing. They've got some a little bit more, there. especially as of recently. You know, but when you look at what things are available, and 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 what you can get, um, so right before the show, I just said, "What the heck?" I I purchased a used Olympus forty-five millimeter one eight. So that's a ninety. It's like a portrait lens. I got it for under two hundred dollars used. Um, in supposedly excellent condition, we'll find out. That lens weighs like 120 grams, right, or something like that. It's it's so like tiny. it is it is smaller than small. The equivalent, you know, my 8518 for my Z, which I it's fantastic, is is pretty big, and the 8512 is a monster. It's just an absolute monster. That doesn't make them bad or anything like that. It just makes it a different use case. Mm -hmm. And so if your use case is the maximum dynamic range, maximum pixels, um, and uh, you're doing a lot of tripod shooting or studio shooting or whatever, those full frame cameras are freaking awesome. You know, there's, there's nothing like getting a landscape shot at 50 you know, megapixels and 14 stops of dynamic range or whatever they have in, in them these days. But you only get that if you're shooting at the base ISOs. You, you, you lose that as you, you know, your dynamic range falls off as you go up. So if everything you're doing is handheld shooting um, and you have to use fast shutter speeds or, or you, because, you know, but the sheer weight, there's lenses that I wanted to take on a trip and I simply didn't pack them because they didn't fit in my bag the right way. They're just huge and they're optically magnificent stuff. They're, this is not a, you know, none of this is a criticism of optical quality or anything like that. They're awesome, but they're a lot bigger. And that's just physics. And, and one thing I would suggest just to 
reinforce what we're really saying. Because neither of us are saying micro four thirds is the only way to go. We're also not saying that's all we're going to use or anything like that. It's that choices are nice. We and have some choices. Right. And sometimes it's good to use that other option. It can work out really well. Right. I mean, I think in terms of having a complete system, unless megapixels are truly what you need, there's a lot to be found with the four thirds systems these days. Because yeah. there's enough lenses around them that you can do wildlife shooting, you can do landscape shooting, you can do indoor shooting, portrait, whatever. It's the, the the lenses all exist, and you're not making a compromise particularly um, to use it. You know, in other words, yeah. if I use a prime, you know, a full format Z lens, a FX Z lens on a little body, my size and weight advantage is pretty much gone. Yeah. Just so, to wrap this thing up, because we'll we'll talk yeah. about it more in the future. I did think about a funny bit of symmetry that's involved. Because you came back from your Panama trip, you know, really thinking like, yeah, this might be smart. Again, you had thought about it for a yeah, long time. This goes time. back a long time, you know, it's not I know, but that but that was the final thing. So the very first place I took my Olympus micro four four third system, it was the EP one. And we talked mm -hmm. about it in yeah, our old right. podcast was Panama. <laughs> That's cool. No, and, and I came away thinking, yeah, this is not perfect yet. There's some issues. I mean, they didn't even have EVFs at that time. You had to use the LCD display in the, on the back, but it's like, I have interchangeable lenses and this is tiny and small. Mm -hmm. This is going to be wonderful. And it mm -hmm. has turned out to be so, a great system. Yeah. And so I'm not, I'm all, not all due to Panama. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Well, and I'm not, I'm, I'm certainly not in a position to be eliminating Nikon from my, from my kit because it's damn no. good stuff. And, and there are times when that's what you want when, when, and, mm -hmm. and if you're, and if you're never getting on an airplane and you don't mind carrying, you know, shooting from your car or whatever, or just driving there's, who cares if it's a little heavier, you know, it just depends on the, the circumstance, but when you got to pack your gear, I mean, if I were going, I think we said this before, but if you were going to Africa right now for a safari, you'd probably consider the, the Olympus stuff or the four thirds stuff because of that. I would. I mean, because because this 100 to 400, which isn't, you know, that's the biggest thing that I have, obviously. It's about a pound lighter than the Nikon one. But on the other hand, I get twice the reach. Mm -hmm. So, would, hey, why not? It would be a wonderful safari lens. And Just then, wonderful. And then pair it with something that is actually quite small. And, you know, one, one thing, you know, we can talk about things existing, but, you know, we'll just wrap it up. But, like, I was trying to make up some comparable kits, you know. And with two lenses on the OM system, the 12 to 45 and the 40 to 150, I have two lenses that get me a 24 to 300 equivalent range, which for most people are, is enough. You know, you don't necessarily need the wider one most of the time. Um, but you know, you can do that with two lenses and the whole thing weighs about three pounds. The, the whole kit weighs about three pounds. And I couldn't make a comparable Nikon kit for that. That gets me the same range. 
The only way I could do it was by including something like the 70 to 300 um, P lens. And I think there's also a, another 70 to 300. That's an F mount. There, there is. And then that would require an FTZ adapter. There isn't there a 70 to 300 that Nikon, that Tamron, Tam makes? Tamron. the Tamron ones. Tamron. Okay. Yeah. But, but that's another pound and a half. And it's also, also a lot longer. So, you know, I was trying to come up with a configuration where I, where I could do that. Um, and obviously you could use a smaller, but you know, not everybody needs to walk around with a Z9. You could do it, but then you would be giving up some of the subject detection features that these other cameras have. Right. So I don't know. It's just, it's just like, wow, you know, to, to come up with a kit that gives you that much range for, uh, you know, for walking around that has, you don't pay any penalty on, on size. I think, yeah, the, those two lenses, I think with the Olympus work out to 2.9 pounds, I have a little, a little spreadsheet. Um, I can't even come up with a, a kit that light with the, with the other stuff. It doesn't make it invalid. It just means, Hey, if you're doing a lot of walking around that weight adds up at, over time. Yeah. So if you're getting good quality, who cares, you know, why not just use what, what works. So for traveling, and we'll see how it works. But I mean, I saw my dad's shots from wildlife. They were, they were good. They, they weren't any, they weren't any worse than what the Z9 was doing by the time you did all the crop stuff. And same point, by the time you run them through one of those software tools, um, which we'll be talking about, I have a hunch on our new um, blog site. Um, gosh, they clean up really nicely. So, well, my perception is so far you're enthused. I, I, I think so, but we need to go out and shoot. Um, yep. So we're going to try to get some shooting out together this weekend, right? And yep. and we'll have some details on that maybe on our on our supporter blog. Yeah, cool. It'll be I fun. Might, might do that. All right. Uh, I think that's all the time we have for today. Um, I love all my cameras. They're all they're all great. <laughs> I really do. Yep. I know you do too. They, they, it's just yes. it's just fun to you know to have some some stuff. It's good to have choices. And with that. We're going to sign off and we'll see you again next week. Stay tuned for more info on how you can get into our blog site and we'll have that soon. All right. Okay. Bye-bye.